come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. We're a movie review podcast that comes your way every Saturday, whether you're ready for it or not, in our quest for total world domination, which you can help us out with by going over to wherever you found us and hitting that like or subscribe button. All of that stuff helps us get found by other like-minded folks like you. These are the internet radio superstars. Sean. Holly. And I'm Colin. Michaela is on assignment on tonight. Assignment tonight. Mm-hmm. But tonight we watched the movie that was chosen by Colin. What do we watch tonight? Tonight we watched well it depends on where you Yeah, where it depends on where we're coming from here. So yeah. got a couple names. Okay. Yeah, right. Let's let's get into this. What's the first one? <laughs> okay. So originally the mm-hmm. way that it was known here for mm-hmm. years and years and years was Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. Should okay. we should we get into the why yet? Why? Or should yes. we go to the second well, okay, title? Okay, let's go to the second title okay. and then we gotta okay. go into yep. Andy yep. Warhol. Um, second title second title is flesh for frankenstein okay okay Okay, so that's i think how it was known in other parts of the world and now i think the director which is paul morrissey paul morrissey there you go this is from the year 1973 yep okay so paul morrissey has kind of reclaimed uh the movie and so now it is pretty much i think when criterion collection put it out in the 2000s it was flesh for frankenstein Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. vinegar syndrome just put it out it's flesh for frankenstein when you look it up on imdb it's flesh for frankenstein okay so that is the true nature of the beast is flesh for frankenstein tell us about andy warhol yeah what does he have have to do with this i have no idea what i mean i know andy warhol but what does he have to do with this right this piece of entertainment well i mean like his whole thing so andy warhol you know had the uh, 60s artist right like right. uh kind of avant-garde i guess was pop, the art. pop art pop right? art, yeah. pop art. Yep. he had the famously uh the quote that everyone's gonna be 50 famous for 15 minutes he mm-hmm. which yep. are, I guess he coined came, the phrase superstar right yeah. andy warhol superstars yeah. right okay the factory the yep. uh the ultimate art distribution like mass art distribution that's where he did all of his prints and everything okay. was the factory it was a studio it was a studio he did you know his, his like campbell soup prints yeah. his Marilyn yeah. monroe prints he did but they did movies there as well so that's why i think a lot of right. people automatically assume it's going to be an andrew warhol movie because he yeah. did do movies well, in the factory yeah but he didn't actually direct movies right uh, but they were produced in the factory yeah yes uh, with <laughs> usually with the factory hangout people which is you know mm-hmm. artists and fringe folks and Drug addicts. Everyone and, just yeah. smoking dope. And <laughs> yeah. Like, Heroin. Like Lou Reed. And, you know. Right. Uh, like so, Studio 54, but an art studio. Yeah, because <laughs> I think that was the thing with the factory. I mean, it was yeah. actually, I think there were several locations that were the factory in New York mm-hmm. City back in the day. If you had was, told me that this Greek bathhouse he uses as his laboratory <laughs> was the factory, I'd believe you. Yeah. It feels like what it would be. It's pretty much just a loft. Oh, I think it was. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, like a it was loft. A loft. Yeah. You guys made it sound so much better. No, no it's no. a loft. Yeah. yeah, which feels like the artistic way to do it. Just like it's the factory. It's a loft. Like mm-hmm. an think, artist yeah. would do that. Didn't yeah, they, it's like he had some like his parties were somehow like super parties. Oh yeah, I mean like yes. they, this I remember. Yeah, yes. he invented I don't know different uh, you know <laughs> techniques of. You know, making parties. Different techniques to get high and <laughs> yeah, have a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, a visual, yeah. yes, like, yeah, yeah, ambient yeah. kind of Ooh, yeah. thing. How fun would that be? How trippy would that the be? Trippy, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that trippy, yeah. Oh, trippy for sure. Lots yeah. of drugs. 
Um, so he would, I think, you know, these folks who kind of, they, they <laughs> gravitate toward Andy Warhol and they're kind of in his sphere yeah. and like, you know, Hey, we should make movies or whatever. And so Paul yeah. Morrissey is one of these people, right? Okay. Uh, a director who can actually make movies, but like their process of making movies was, um, very improvisational, okay. you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, feel, just, I felt that. Yeah. And, oh Yeah. Well, sure. no, no, this one actually uh, is the least improv. I was going to say, like, a standard Andy Warhol-produced movie would have been almost entirely improv. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like, here's the the gist. Now run with it. Right. Yeah. This is where we yeah. got to get. Right. Do whatever you need to do to get there. And some of those titles are things like Andy Warhol's Bad, Andy yeah. Warhol's Trash, Andy Warhol's Heat. You know, yeah. and I think a lot of them actually starred Joe D'Alessandro, who's in this. Mm-hmm. It seems Joe D'Alessandro is like the uh, through line that hooks <laughs> yeah. all of these movies together. Is he like this in every movie? Yeah, because I mean, that's why, you know, so I get these. It's not a knock on him in any way. Well, but he comes <laughs> off as like a non-actor. Yes. He's very. Uh, he's, he's a guy from Brooklyn in every movie that he plays in. I'm guessing. Like, yeah. I mean, I was watching him in the later scenes in this. It's like, okay, you know, he's able to like convey. He's a. I mean, he's be- a better actor than some of the other people in this. <laughs> but I think I feel like Sean put it best when he said, "This is the room, and that's Mark." This is okay. That is the, like, the conclusion I came to yeah. within the first 15 minutes of watching this. Is that this is the 70s version of the room? To yeah. Me. Um, it, like almost perfectly. Yeah. Like if you watch this movie that way, I think you'll enjoy the hell out if you love the room and that <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. Well, enjoy the, the hell out I, of it. I guess that you know. So conditioning. So someone who doesn't know what this is. I mean, you yeah. say Frankenstein. Yeah. And I had like, no idea. It's a horror yeah. movie. But is that true? Is it a horror movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say it's a horror movie. Yes. Okay. Okay, because I was going like it was more like an absurd like I don't. It, I it was, is absurd. Oh yeah. I think, it's like, absolutely I think it has absurd. all those elements. In but it has. It has. I remember. I keep thinking of a line from Creep Show. It's Leslie mm. Nielsen. He's like, "Is that camp or kitsch, Harry?" You know, it's like uh, right. this is a brand of humor, which I'm like, it's not entirely deadpan comedy, yeah. but it is like the music's very classical. The, uh-huh. the the set design and all that is like, you know, it's very professional. Uh, but there's like a level of humor in this that it's not supposed to be like laugh out loud funny. Maybe it was to me. Yeah. It, okay. <laughs> So it's like, I mean, it's, but a, it's, I mean, it's taboo humor. Is okay. what it, is. it gets to those points. Yes. It's taboo humor. So it's like, it, it's, which again is on par with the factory and Andy Warhol. Yeah, Everything sure. is very taboo. It so is, it's, it's not the only humor in this though. I mean, they get humor out of just glances and looks with eyes. So it's not the, the taboo humor. Humor is definitely in there. Do you, I mean, obviously. do you think that was more actor choice with the, the looks and the, but they, it was in, it had to be encouraged by right, it had to be Paul Morrissey, right? Uh, I mean, I'll give it up for the editor. I think the editor is the unsung hero as far as that <laughs> goes. Which you know, shots to take. Yeah, I mean, because it just seems like the the performances are calibrated toward being like very over the top. Yes, you have a mixture of actors who are actors and actors who are not actors. Um, of different ethnic backgrounds, just yeah. kind of like we're not gonna, you know, because usually I guess from the, the movies of this time, if they're foreign, uh, they have they just dub everybody. Yeah, uh, this <laughs> one's just like no, you're gonna speak in your native. Uh, Thank the fucking lord. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like, why, why didn't they do this on? Uh, you know, 
would, yeah, some, other uh, some of the Italian ones where you'd have heavy Italian accents and then probably somebody from America in the movie instead yeah. of dubbing everybody just like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate the juxtaposition of the, the fact that it's in Europe and we've got someone who's straight up Brooklyn and someone who's straight up German. Like Juxtaposition is a great word for this. Right. Movie, it's, it's, yeah. There is a great juxtaposition there. Yeah. Yeah. So they're aiming for out outrageous. Right. They're trying to the, it's trying to provoke maybe or whatever. It's like, we're just going to be because this movie did get an X when it came out here. It was I like, would think so. I, I would think so. Yeah, it was banned yep. in Britain for as much time years. as his hand uh, was inside her. I, I was going to say for as much time and sound as spent in his armpit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was <laughs> I think the tongue probably gave him the X, the tongue in the armpit. I would guess. I yeah. mean, Dear Brailler, if what I've just said <laughs> intrigues you at all, <laughs> stay with right. us. So we're going to go. I mean, this is this is going to be a weird one. Stay, right? with, stay with us, guys. This <laughs> yeah. is going to be. Um, it's going to get uncomfortable. So Andy Warhol, I guess, uh, um, had nothing to do with this movie. Well, oh. I, again, you know, now, you know, he's long gone and mm-hmm. Morrissey is still around. And uh, for years, this movie was unavailable uh, because Morrissey, the the. The story that I was reading was that he didn't want to have anything to do with his movies anymore, you know? You ever see Spike at Bensonhurst? I was going to say, what else has Morsi done? I think it was like a lot of those, um, you know, factory movies. Okay, yeah. But then he also, I think one of the later ones he did, Spike at Bensonhurst, maybe in the, it might have been about surfers in the 90s or something. I remember hearing the title and it was like, I think that was one of his last. (laughs) I love his range. Yeah. (laughs) Surfers and then this. Yeah. Um. But, uh, well, I mean, I think, you know, the other ones were like these uh, New York, like very New York singular, uh, I don't know, okay, see, I don't see, even now, know if they were comedies. Now all or... I'm picturing is Frankenstein, but with surfers. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> like, everyone talks like a surfer, but Frankenstein. <laughs> That's all I'm picturing. But only if they did it in like 1975. I don't want to see that today because somebody would fucking ruin that. Right. Actually, I suppose in some ways, then this is like, you know, this might... Well, this and one other movie might be, you know, the the outliers of his filmography where I don't think people really gravitate towards the other factory stuff that he did. I mean, I could be wrong if you guys are out there and you're like, no, Paul Morrissey is the director of bad or trash, you know, Uh, (laughs) he is the director of trash. I'll give you that. (laughs) But this one. uh, And well, okay. so this one was, uh, uh, I think, you know, that maybe he's more well known for. He was apparently Morrissey was friends with Roman Polanski. Right. So uh, in in this circle of people. Mm -hmm. And I think the story is that Polanski uh, suggested that he'd be the perfect guy to do a Frankenstein movie. Hmm. And so somehow they were able to get the cash together to do Frankenstein and they were going to do it in Italy. And while they Where were the there, castles are. yeah, because you're going to give it that kind of look and whatever. And while they were there, they're like, okay, but you know, if we're going to do Frankenstein, then why don't we also do Dracula? And so they got like, I think, I can't remember if it was, they got double the, the money to do two movies uh. in six weeks. Jesus. So it was three Three weeks for one movie, one week off, three weeks for the second movie. That one's called either Blood for Dracula or Andy Warhol's Dracula. Okay. And it has uh, Udo Kier, who's also the star of this movie, Arno Jurging, uh, who is Otto, Otto right? and uh, Joe D'Alessandro. 
are in that one as well. And Polanski shows up for like a cameo in that one. So they're like a companion piece. It's flesh for Frankenstein, blood for Dracula. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then it was just kind of strange that now, you know, they're, they've been released on video. They're, they came out in these, um, you know, if you're a film collector or whatever, video collector, they came out in these like super deluxe 4K, you know, we've got every single version of it under the sun right. from two different companies. Severin Films put out Blood for Dracula, and oh. uh, Vinegar Syndrome put out Flesh for Frankenstein. Interesting. That's, that's weird. It is kind of strange. Um, but now you can see these movies. Are they worth it? You're going to have to wait until the end of our broadcast. Spoiler, Colin what... owns it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Very deluxely, I would say. <laughs> I first saw this movie as a 3D aficionado. I thought you were going to say as a three-year-old and yeah. I was... Oh, yeah, it be... scarred me for life. Jesus. And, yes. <laughs> that so, wouldn't surprise me. That would explain actually everything. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's, that would not that's surprise Colin's me at all, story. actually. Sorry. Sorry. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, okay, yes. we'll, we'll have to unpack <laughs> that. I'm sorry you have to discover things about yourself on air, but yes. Um, as a 3D aficionado through uh, most of my life, and you go back and we've done several true. 3D movies, but um, there was a time when I was trying to get my hands on uh, anything like the 3D on video that you could watch, mm -hmm. right? And there was a period of time in the 19, late 1990s that the Japanese came up with a video system called VHD, I believe. And it was like a laser like a disc. <laughs> VHD? Yeah. VHD. <laughs> it was some kind of laser disc system. You know, the old thing. I don't know if you guys even remember this. Laser disc. No. I remember laser disc. I remember laser disc. But before laser discs, oh. there was a technology called video disc. And it basically was like a record that played a movie. But it came in a hard plastic shell. It was like a, it looked like a record album, but it was hard. And you had to put the shell into the machine, the machine would take the disc out of it. And then you'd take the shell out and you'd watch half the movie. And then you'd have to put the, the shell in, <laughs> take it out, you know, flip it over, feed oh it back God. in. Oh yeah. I that love was video disc. <laughs> and the Japanese had a variation of this, but theirs included the ability to do this in 3d. And so they released a whole fucking shitload of 3d movies and somebody pirated them, put them on eBay. I was getting the VHSs, this shutter glass version, you know, color 3D yeah. thing. And I came across one of them was uh, Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. So that was the first way and first time that I saw it and became aware of the movie. And so I know that I've been hunting for this one for, <laughs> you know, 20, 20 years or so. Right. Uh, 30 years. Uh, <laughs> until finally <laughs> it's available. Um so yes so all right jump in <laughs> jumping in okay Feet first let's do Holly this. looks like she's about to get like get into a, uh, a fight <laughs> a real discussion here okay so i mean i guess that's the thing and like we're saying it's outrageous we say taboo humor mm -hmm. is this movie um tasteless yeah on purpose yeah on purpose yeah like it is Deliberately trying Robert. to gross yes. you out in as many ways yes. as possible. Okay? Yes. Mm -hmm. So whether or not you find that an entertaining experience or you're just shocked and uh, <laughs> grossed out by it. Right. You know? um, okay. So this movie, it, it is a Frankenstein movie. Um, but it's sexy Frankenstein. As they would want you to. Not as <laughs> you experience it, but what maybe they want. Or it's definitely a theme in the movie. Do they, do they, you think that they, the filmmakers think that it's sexy? No, I, I think it's very deliberately, um, 
Like it's not it, erotic. I guess no, that's no, what I, you know okay. when you say sexy. I'm going. With, is it an erotic movie? No, no. It's supposed to no. be like off-putting in a arousing way. Like like the characters are aroused and they shouldn't be, and that's supposed to gross you out. Right. There's a lot right. of naked people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yes. Which is going to make it a challenge for me to find uh, photos, still photos. <laughs> To put on our social media. Well, get your cropping tools ready. <laughs> You'll get it. Um, yeah, we're going to have to blur something. Yeah. Facebook's going <laughs> to freak out. Um, yeah, so it's not like it's not pornographic. No, I wouldn't even I don't know if I'd call it a soft core movie because it does actually it seems like it does have something else on its mind that it's going after that it is trying to be like you know, this weird combo of horror movie with excessive nudity and sex yeah um and comedy i don't know am i wrong it doesn't seem like it's trying to arouse you no, I, it's no. Got characters who are aroused yes. by weird you know but this is what i meant by sexy yeah. like, okay. with, with okay. them within them but like, there is the sexiness going like on the, not for us you're yeah. right but like in general public standards people aren't going to necessarily understand that and they're going to look at it and be like no it's pornographic Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it was rated X. I right. Think that right. Was the, right. The yeah. In the, the technical term of pornographic, yes, I would yeah. say so. Within um, just putting this stuff like right in your face, whether it be the nudity or the gore in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the gore. There is a pornographic element to it. But again, like if you understand any of the artwork that was done around Andy Warhol and the factory and everything, like you should expect that. Mm -hmm. You know. Okay. This is my first experience with the factory. So. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, you should watch Factory Girl. Okay. That's a good one for you to watch. It's about okay. Edie, Edie Sedwick. Yeah. Okay. You should watch mm, it. Mm. All right. Yeah. Sienna Miller. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. That. So it's the, like the whole. It's um, like the story Lou of Reed. Edie Sedgwick and her like, yeah. rise to fame and everything and her relationship, with, her relationship with Andy Warhol and. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Bob Dylan and yeah, all that right. stuff. Okay. You should watch it. Okay. Well, there you go. Um,. All right, so I mean, it is a Frankenstein movie, but uh, it, it takes a lot of liberties with the uh, <laughs> source material. I'd say so. Um, so, in a lot of Frankenstein movies that we, even some that we've watched in the show, like the the original, uh, you know, there's the story by Mary Shelley, and then there's the like, uh, you know, Hollywood versions of Frankenstein, where the mm -hmm. doctor's kind of like a misguided scientist who. <laughs> makes this horrible mistake and creates this thing that becomes like a, you know, a, a bane on society. Right. And Frankenstein. Then, yeah. The monster is not the monster. The doctor is the monster. Well, I think it, it goes more that way. Like the thirties one, the Boris Karloff one, I think the, 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 the monster is still the monster. Well, yeah. Yeah. But by the time you get to hammer films, then it, that's then, when it's like, right. Frankenstein know, is the monster. Yeah. The doctor is the monster. The and so this monster. one's kind of going on that. Uh, mm -hmm. way I think only yes. this is our first like Nazi Frankenstein. He <laughs> is very German, He's so German. This is the other reason, German. and it, this is the other reason I call it the room because he, he it's like he's uh, he's Tommy Wiseau in this movie. Like he is, he's got outbursts, he's got monologues, he says weird shit. Like <laughs> if he did the whole "You're tearing me apart," it would have fit this movie. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's a Frankenstein yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah get it like he's playing that version it's very german very over the top uh i mean i personally loved it but how do you know udo kier i know i mean udo kier shows up in i've been seeing udo kier forever i mean he yeah. shows up in horror movies he shows up you know him if you've yeah. ever seen him and heard him speak you know udo kier yeah but i like uh 
most of the more recent stuff, obviously, is getting older now. But, yes. you know, it's like, most, I mean, even going back to, you know, like the 90s and because he was one of those actors, I think, who, you know, is able to work internationally in different countries productions. He's done big budget, you know, American things. He's mm-hmm. done, you know, uh, foreign films. Uh, but he always seems a lot more low key when I think of Udo Kier. Yes. And kind of sinister. I think like he's kind of got like a reputation for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's how I view him. Yeah. But this is like a different Udo Kier. Because uh, he's a lot younger yes. and he has a lot more energy, and the guy apparently does not know, like, uh, or, you know, or was not directed to like ever have like a top on. No, there's no ceiling to his performance. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, there shouldn't have been. No, like it fits perfectly yeah, with this. Yeah, if he was just like playing it straight, it would have been a really boring movie. I mean, b- between the gore and the nudity, like, yes, it, you know what I mean. Because his, uh, he's what keeps me going through this movie yeah, like i am energy, never bored watching him in yeah. this movie. his energy carries the yes the, the movie in between the taboo yes yeah yeah very much so yeah i mean i agree i mean it's like just watching him go absolutely i mean it's one yeah. of those kind of bug-eyed you know performances yeah. where yeah. a lot of things are shouted with your eyes open as wide as you possibly can even when he's not shouting with his uh, sh- being uh, overly over the top like he's just the things he's saying and it's kind of perfect cuz with his accent and everything it all mixes into this very like i don't know it's um he's got a rhythm to him and and the things mm-hmm. he's saying in this like yeah you kind of can't take your eyes off him on this yeah it's almost like psychotic episodes yeah right yeah but i like that that yeah. he's cuz obviously he knows that some of the things that he's saying are absurd right, right? And he knows that the tone of his performance has to be like just up right. there yeah. in the upper registers, right? But he's so like um I, I don't know if it's convincing, but it's uh it, like the actor, he's committed. Mm-hmm. I guess yes. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like he's committed even though he's saying completely ridiculous. Oh shit yeah, no, I at believe the top him. of his yeah. lungs. He he's- never like winks to the audience no you know no. like I'm, i know no, no, I'm no. Saying yeah something no, it's, goofy. like he's on a stage but this is shakespeare yeah like oh yeah <laughs> you know oh yeah there's even a point where right. we where i think they all visit in his wife's bedroom later on in the movie and it's just a single shot but it's the three of them and it's set up like they're on a stage yeah and he's and it's a moment in time where he's at almost uh one of his most manic moments when he's talking to his wife i think he slaps her at this point um, but yeah, that's very stagey, but that is, yeah, the performance he's giving in this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it I felt like had a kind of stage bound, uh, yeah. look to it, but you know, some of that's maybe for the, um, you know, the benefit of the 3d photography. I don't know. I mean, like in 3d, I would say so. this movie does look really good. It looks it's not really good. It's not like modern 3d movies where everything's kind of shallow depths. It's yeah. got the like super depth you know things go way behind the screen and come way out of the screen but the way that they position um the like the backgrounds foregrounds and all that stuff it's like this is pretty well shot it's done by uh luigi cuvelier if i'm butchering his name but he was also the director of photography on dario argento's deep red they filmed it in in italy so of course this yeah. movie looks great. Like I was surprised at the the clarity and the 3D. It's not too dark. And like you said, uh, yeah, it looks good. I was gonna say whoever restored this movie did a very good yeah. job. Yeah, and now it's the 3D film archive. I guess yeah. does yes. this kind of thing. And they also made a uh, anaglyph that's the red and blue version, yeah. which is currently available on Shutter. Uh, uh, so this they put out both the 2D and the, the red and blue 3D version on Shutter. 
with uh, Blood for Dracula. I think you can go and watch the companion. Interesting. Making sure to get yeah. the flesh out there. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, okay. So this Frankenstein, I say he's a Nazi, but it, not like literally, but no. he, he has, uh, he's in pursuit of the Serbian perfection or whatever the Serbian, that's what he calls a uh, yep. creature that will serve the Serbian ideals or something, which are completely yeah. like, you know, master race. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, Hitlerish, he does say like they will, uh, Obey me. They only listen to me. They will be under my control. And, and he, he's looking for the children that he's supposed to have in his mind. So yes, he's obviously not a Nazi, but he's very the ideals are. He's the got same. the same. They made him the same. He's a fascist. Let's yes. put it that yeah. way. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> they Maybe made they, made, they yeah. made him a Nazi without calling him a Nazi. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um. So what's his plan? What uh, what what does Frankenstein want? He wants to create man and woman and then have them mate to create the ultimate children. Yeah, he's trying to make the perfect, like you said, the, ulti- like the ultimate race, the yes. perfect species. Yeah, so, so he is the putting chi- together. Yeah, like the children he should have had because he has kids. They're yeah. just not good enough. And I think, they, I think they know that he thinks that. They do because he's very open. Very open when they're talking about them. the children. Yeah. Like at the table. Oh, did we not forget to mention he is bickering with his wife slash sister? His wife, sister, sister wife. Yes. Yeah. No, wife, sister. Wife, sister. His sister, wife is a real thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we have to say wife. Sister. Wife, sister. Okay. So maybe explain to me the dynamics of the Frankenstein family here. What do we? What do we got going on? I think it's the same thing that applies to royalty. <laughs> Just keep it in the family, so we but have like, all the property and everything. Yeah. But like more so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a deeper connection yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cuz so. you know, royal family like it's still gross, but it's more like, you know, marry your second cousin, third cousin kind of thing. No, this right. is like brother sister. Yeah, they're sharing mother yeah. and father stories at the dinner table because we were I was That's confused at this point. I'm like, wait. <laughs> they have kids, but they talk about their parents like it's their parents yeah, and not like, like ah, the in-laws. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh no, our mother and father. Yeah, and then yeah. later on he does start referring to her as his sister. Like, oh no, they're fucking brother and sister. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Because yeah. then you start to go like, well, mother and father are coming to visit. And remember how they used to do all this stuff with us? And you kind of see like there's this generational thing happening where, you know, it's like, are their parents also brother and sister? It's them, and then they they have these two kids, and the kids are weird. Okay, <laughs> yeah. The movie opens with a title sequence, and the uh, kids are like dissecting dolls and shit. Yeah, they are. It's like they've been secretly watching their father, and they're yeah. uh, copying what he's doing, and they're taking dolls and taking stuff out and transplanting. Mm-hmm. It's adorable until the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't really say anything. I think in the boy. No, they don't say anything. One, the boy has two lines, which is like no father. No, no father. No, no father. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I was like, oh. We're just going to uh, give it away like that. Okay. And uh, Italian film, uh, Italian horror aficionados will recognize uh, Nic- uh, Nicoletta, Nicola Elmi. Uh, hold on a second here because the Saturday Night Freak Show Uh-oh. Wall of Fame custodian MF Mad has let us know that Nicoletta Elmi uh, has been featured on three movies that we have done here in the basement. Okay. One Which of one them is being Nicoletta, the wife. The little girl, the, oh, the redhead, red head, the girl, little redhead. Who, if you watch Italian horror movies, you will recognize this. Was girl's she in the Beyond? Face. No, but fuck, damn it, she should have been. Because uh, <laughs> there's a redhead who gets her head blown off in that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that's the Nicoletta Elmi part. Yeah, but it wasn't played by Nicoletta damn. Elmi. Okay, uh, but she was in uh, this uh, Deep Red. She was the little girl who. Um, she ends up leading the guy to the house. Okay. Whatever. I think she was like, she's 
stabs a fucking lizard and pins it to the ground. Her dad's yelling at her. Okay. <laughs> so, and okay. Uh, she was also the, uh, grown up, 10 years later, she was the usher in Demons. Okay. Okay, but if you are a, a Italian horror film, you know, fan, you will you will have seen okay. you'll recognize this girl, but she's in it because they filmed it in in Italy. Uh Interesting. So, she's on the wall. There's also a lot of like uh the implication, I suppose, that um the kids are doing what the parents are teaching them, right? Yeah. There's right. also that that is has something to do with like the Baron is teaching his creations but also by example teaching otto which is the igor role yes. right hmm. and uh then you also have joe d'alessandro the farmhand is kind of teaching his friend by leading by example in right. the uh the ways of uh, uh of the, the ways flesh. of the world yes yeah. the ways of the flesh <laughs> <laughs> indeed mm -hmm. uh so there is that kind of thing basically saying there's like this uh i don't know like how do you read this it's like there, there's this kind of aristic aristic aristocratic uh like upper crust that's just corrupt as all hell mm -hmm. and everything that comes from that is just you know uh screwed like the kids are all screwed yep. <laughs> like society's just gone to shit like yeah. there's no there's no good uh thing here which is a methodical statement yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's interesting paul morrissey director yeah. working something in there um all right but it has to function as a horror movie so um in order to get the body parts for his um creations yeah. he's forever searching for the perfect nozzle <laughs> and he stops and yeah. then says it. Yeah. Like we the perfect nozzle. Yep. <laughs> what? And we're like, what the hell? What First of all, what's a nozzle? And then we think you know, nose. Yeah. Nozzle. I think there's a black metal band that took their nozzle from yeah, from this. That's movie. great. Uh, I just really wanted him to call it a schnoz. Yeah. Schnoz. yeah. So he's going that, looking for the No, that's Mel Brooks territory. That's, that is Mel Brooks that's territory. That's so Young true. Frankenstein was like the year after this. <laughs> and yeah, it I was. couldn't help but when I was watching this, you got bodies being taken out of tanks and just the kind of the look of the, you know, the, the set, this big ass, and it's a big ass laboratory yeah, set. Big. It reminded me, I'm like, did Rocky Horror Picture Show, like, did uh, was it Richard O'Brien mm -hmm. like see this as like a part of an inspiration for how he was going to do some of the? That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> but didn't Rocky? I think the the play Rocky Horror may have come out um, around the same time that this it came might out. Have. So it could have been the other way. Maybe yeah, you know, these guys know. saw Rocky Horror. Um, so yeah, so he's got. I feel like there was an orgy of ideas, and <laughs> all these things came out of it. Let's just say. Yeah. I know you hate the orgy talk, Holly. I'm so sorry. Well, we don't get it orgies. It just never in this goes movie. well on this show. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's very true. Orgies are never a pleasant thing you, on this show. Yeah. But you at least point. you don't have to deal with that in this movie. An orgy of dead bodies, maybe. I mean, that does happen at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess, the taboo that they don't go into. But they. Um, so. He, Dr. Frankenstein has a uh, assistant named Otto, and uh, he has a female uh, body yes. mm -hmm. already prepared. And so he's looking for a head uh, with a perfect nose, mm -hmm. apparently, that has a Serbian nose. A powerful nose. nose, yes. Yeah. 
Uh, power in that. But note. he's also looking for a sex, uh, a sex, not a, se- a sex maniac, minded, a sex minded, a sex driven yeah. male, like, yeah. or also one who he's, has an yeah. energy that draws people. He's basically looking for Casanova. Basically, yeah, he's he's, for. yeah and he's trying to create. He that. wants someone that knows how to like finesse a woman. And, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, whose head does he pick? <laughs> the one gay character in yeah, this movie, the gay yeah. guy, which obviously. is hilarious this, that, is, a this guy. is that guy they picked for this purpose like you can see the problems based on what udu kir has said what he wants and what he's going to get you can see the uh troubles that will come from it That's oh the saying. hijinks oh the hijinks <laughs> this is a will comedy ensue. right <laughs> i mean because i laughed <laughs> a lot during this movie so i don't know what that says yeah because uh joe d'alessandro then is a farmhand who works on the property from he, brooklyn a farmhand from brooklyn right yeah <laughs> somehow like in the middle of in europe yeah uh and he has this buddy whose name i can't even remember I don't now remember it either. but uh and and he wants to become a monk right oh yeah this is the guy who looks like the he's like a low-level lannister from game of thrones is yeah, what he looks yeah, like kinda, yeah yeah but uh in order to um i guess uh D'Alessandro's character takes his buddy to a brothel yes. mm-hmm. to instruct him on the ways of like, you never come with us to go, you know, we go with the girls or whatever. Cause D'Alessandro's like getting laid all the goddamn time. Yeah. It's like he, fields. It's, it's one of those guys who he can't help it. And like he just kind of falls into it, whether he wants to or not. And it those feels like most of the time bitches. he doesn't want to. <laughs> He's just like, oh, they just fucking want me for my body again. This is horrible. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, the look he has on his face. I she mean, was just a local girl. She was passing through. You know, right. it's like, what? What was I going to do? Just let it go through and not fuck her? Come on. That's what. It, that's the energy he's giving. No, off that's the movie. But, <laughs> yeah. right? but very movie. calmly, very stoic in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, is it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then again, that's where you're like, okay, is that like his acting range or, you know, whatever. But he, yeah, he, you know, either comes or off. at this point doesn't matter to me. Whether yeah. it's purposeful or that's just him killing it. So he takes his buddy to the brothel and the Frankenstein is of course like, you know, this is where we're going to find this perfect guy. Right. We're going to go to the brothel and watch and they see what happens like okay, a, a lizard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn dude's fucking a uh, couple of ladies. And a lizard and crawls a out lizard, of his ass. A lizard crawls into the bed and they kind of freak out. And the women like jump out of bed naked and run out the front door. Yeah, like you would. Like you would. Mm-hmm. And, and the lizard is shoved into. There is some very purposeful 3D in the camera effects in this movie. Sure. This lizard is one of them. Yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. They don't do oh, that yeah. kind of gimmicky 3D anymore. Yeah. No. Damn it, where they just linger on it yeah. in front of your face. But then our lovely um, gay gentleman comes out the front door, and oh, they hear screaming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they think he's yeah, doctor, like really giving it to him. Yeah, like, is, yeah. he, is he beating someone in there? Yeah. <laughs> they hear screaming. It's obviously because of the lizard, and they're afraid. But they right. think it's you know they're having a good time. So the gay gentleman comes out to get the girls to come back in, and they assume he's the one that was giving them so much pleasure. Yeah. Two women. He must be very powerful. <laughs> I can't even do the accent, but I mean these are great. You know, Udo Kier. Oh my god, lines the power. So they're like, yeah. okay, we got to take his head. Uh, that's is that the goriest scene in the movie? It's the bl- it's one of the bloodiest. Oh, like, the head! I thought we were still on the lizard. I was like, what the fuck happened with the lizard? I don't remember. Oh, no. Oh, no, the head, the head. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he's got his uh, garden shears, and so he just kind of takes it off. And he, yeah, it's fucking bloody. And they linger on it too. They're just like, yeah, yeah, because he's he gets his head taken off. The body struggles. He bleeds out for like five minutes. Yeah, 
The body struggles a lot. It's Body's, it does. Like, do you remember in Hocus Pocus when Billy loses his head and he's yes. like flailing around? It's kind of like that, it, but basically. spurting blood. Yeah, but yeah. That, I think you know when this kind of comedy, right? It's like it's so gross. You're just like Jesus Christ. This yeah. is the gore. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's spurting blood. But the fact that Otto has to club the body <laughs> to you know after they've taken the head, that's like, um, <laughs> yeah, that's some Monty Python shit, right? Right. There. No, yeah. I was literally several times during this. I was like, this is like the pornographic bloody Monty Python. Yeah, basically, like it is. You just uh, uh, someone a light just went off in someone's head because you said that, Holly, and they're just like, that's exactly what I wanted in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Finally! Oh my god! <laughs> Oh, we got a movie for you. Then. Yeah. Uh, so he loses his head. Yeah. And so that means that he's going to take it back and, and sew it to his creation mm-hmm. uh, and and finally put this thing together. Okay. But there's the whole, the sister has like a whole subplot. Oh, man. Does she? And these, these two things are eventually going to come together. So <laughs> there's a lot of that going on. A lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where Udo Kier apparently reaches his uh, sexual peak. Yeah. Uh, while fondling the the what what is he fondling? The gallbladder. The gallbladder. There it is. <laughs> the gallbladder of this woman giving us and- the <laughs> greatest line of the movie. No, nah, not even. No, the that was line, but- no, that was after. You oh, know, well, after? first he 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 like he, oh, cuts he does that her open. And yeah, I forgot this scene is split between another scene in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And massages her guts. Yeah. Which that uh, apparently is what turns the Baron on. Because the Baron yes. seems to have like this uh, attitude towards sex. Every time it's all filthy. Yeah, it's like he filthy whores. And, you know. Yep. And, yeah. and even the wife, uh, his wife parrots this publicly. Not privately, though. Mm. Privately, she's got a whole different mm-hmm. thoughts about this. Which apparently I- he did not know. <laughs> Because he says at one point, it's like, you have this interest in sex? I did not know this. Yeah, you're sex maniac. Well, yeah. he does say that he knows about like her, because she says, like, you know my interests or my, you know, right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like the sex maniac. But both of them, I guess he has the more like feverish, like, and it's not like but anti-sex, it, yeah. but he sees well, sex as like this uh, dirty thing, uh-huh. yeah. you know? And again, it's, it's very much a commentary on like the upper crust and their closeted ways you know every, true yeah on the outside everything is very conservative and very proper and then behind doors they're like freaky as fuck yeah this is yeah. what the royals do queen yeah. elizabeth and everybody yeah this is their lives if, when, back if, when Holly, leave when her, they were young and sexy. leave her out of this. if you're listening to, to this <laughs> Sorry, broadcast to uh yeah give us write us stories about your uh your freaky uh kinks uh, no, no. You, only we're talking about prince harry in which case yeah. okay i'll i'll be part of that conversation <laughs> uh so um so that's basically the thing right like uh he ends up well he ends up like uh yeah he he gets his hands like up inside the uh <sighs> the creature yes. the, the woman and then he like uh then he dry humps her for a while he dry humps her and we're like yeah. going okay so he's dry humping this like dead body but she, i guess she's watching. kind of alive Otto is is taking all this stuff in. This goes on for a little bit. There's the idea it's that Otto's scene. a virgin and doesn't understand like how sex works. Right. And so he's kind of learning, you know, because there's this mm-hmm. whole talk about going, you know, what brothels, you know, when the doctor was a boy, he went to the brothels and I know what to do. And then he ends up like dry humping this, uh, this body. Yeah. But then we realize that he wasn't actually having sex with her like, you know, normal people do. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're right. He wasn't. Because his ultimate release is uh, the, the movie's greatest line. Because it's like, what in the fuck? To no death, Otto. You have to fuck life in the gallbladder. And uh, anyone who's seen this movie, I think, like you knows that. Uh, How do you even come up from. with a line like that? I don't know. That's because it's just goofy as uh, that's yeah. That's uh, I was not expected. <laughs> I've never been so happy to not have a gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> Holly was just grossed out. Yeah. At this, but yeah. Um. Also, all right. So the wife's story as well, because uh, I forgot his name. Johnny Brooklyn is gonna end up being like she calls him up to her room because she finds him on the side of a hill yeah they're gonna have a picnic with a bunch of apples oh yeah a bunch of apples yeah. she takes the kids for a picnic even bunch though she apples. does not want to because she hates her children yep um finds him uh banging a passerby yeah like she was just walking through that was that um and decides that she wants to see him in the castle uh the she, next liked, morning. she liked what she saw she liked what she saw <laughs> she'll never admit it uh-uh. I mean, it, I mean, later, later she does, <laughs> but she gets him up to the room and she's trying her hardest to get him to sleep with her because she's like, I mean, this, bitch, all, she this bitch is him. thirsty, thirsty. <laughs> she, she threatens him. And then he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't need you. And then she's like, my friend was just killed last night. Right. And then she's like, oh, my dear, I'm sorry. Well, she's like, you stay here. She's and, like, you must be so strong. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's doing everything. And then she finally, like... She, like, gropes his arm. She's like, oh, you are. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's she's got like, that. Like, and you're so handsome. You're so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's a... I really... Uh, you know, like, uh, on second watch, watching that scene, I'm like, that's, like, a really good scene. It's a great it's scene. It's calibrated in a way as her... You know, that seduction that she does... Yeah. ...does go through, like, this kind of... You know, it's she's, a journey. Yeah, she's like, like her insecurities. She's wearing like, like she's wearing like full on like fancy lingerie, and she's like, "I'm sorry, but I was awake, and then I went back to bed, and now you've caught me like this." Right? She gives that thing. It's <laughs> like I got out of bed this morning. I didn't feel well, so I got back in. Thank you for coming here and meeting me in my room. <laughs> it's so it is that whole thing. Like you said, it's the peaks, valleys, everything. She's yeah. feeling all that stuff, trying to get him. It's really good. They were, they were writing dialogue for this movie on the day. I bet. <laughs> I bet. No doubt. Done in three weeks. I can't imagine wow. that. This whole thing. I mean, I guess like, that's why you have big sets and you can just, find most of your action there. I just, I just want to be on that set to hear, like, okay, well, what's my motivation? You're tired of fucking your brother. That's your motivation. Go right. with it. And you see an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Go. And this dude walks in. That's your motivation. <laughs> yeah, because got a she, heart of gold. Yeah, and she ends up hiring him as like the manservant of the house, right? Because um, then she has like, I took it upon myself to hire a manservant. Uh, I've seen him work, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to put him to work. You, you I've know. seen work. He does very well. And, uh, you all won't even notice it. That yeah. line was very subtle. I'm going to keep him very busy. That line was very subtle and much appreciated. <laughs> it feels like he's a gigolo. It's a, do I start work now? You know, like right. yeah. it's a, but like he, he, because he's got no emotional attachment to any of this shit. Yeah, which is great. It's a great way to play it. Even if his acting ability is not that good. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, I yeah. think that's just how he is. And they were like, well, that's why we're hiring you. <laughs> right. I, yeah. You can hire someone. You can find the perfect part for someone's acting level. Yeah. And yeah. I think they did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Or they or wrote it for him based yeah. on his acting. I, think, yeah, like, yeah, I know you. Yeah. I, I love the way you act. I want to put you in this. Because maybe they found him as fascinating as I do watching him in this. 
Well, he ends up, uh, of course, at dinner. He sees the the male monster who is his, his friend. Is right. his friend? He's got his friend's head. So, <laughs> but my friend was much shorter than that, which is a great. <laughs> no, he's much taller. I'm putting on an accent. Like, he's did, not that. Did thick. they actually give that? Like, because that's where I I hadn't noticed if the guy was a tall he guy was before. Slouching. No, oh, okay. and to match the height and of when his they other friend. and when like there was the scene that he was helping him because he was inebriated. That was a different guy. His, oh. head, his head was down. You could see the wig. That was oh, a different yeah. guy. He was, oh, his yeah. His hair was different. Yeah, 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 that was a different guy. To try and actually make them comparable yeah. uh, right. sizes. Yeah, that's why he was like, he was the same height as me. That scene specifically okay. was to show that they oh, were the same height. Oh, gotcha. Because yeah. he is a rather tall gentleman. And very tall. And once very uh, tall D'Alessandro sees this guy, he's like, okay, I know that, you know, A, the Baron's the guy who killed my uh, my friend. And there's something hinky going on here, and so he needs to get into the laboratory. I mean, I I, I got to give the guy credit. He's keeping his cool. Like he watched, <laughs> he woke up to his decapitated friend. Not. Like he woke up to his decapitated friend, and then he gets hired to be a male prostitute all within an hour. Yeah, this is like a day. Yeah, and then later on that night, he's serving his decapitated friend dinner. I'm just saying, he's really keeping his. He's cool. had a day. Yeah, he Everyone's has had, had a day. day in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There's a funny scene where um, the the doctor and Otto try to get um, the two monsters to mate. Yeah. Yeah. Kiss him. Yeah. Kiss him. And they that just, is they that keep... is a long scene. It is a long scene. <laughs> uh, they. Um, that's what this movie. And is. she's they kissing linger. him on the chin. Yeah. Right. And because he's so goddamn tall, I assume. Very true. But they, she kisses him, and they just look down. And it's like no erection. Kiss him again. Yeah. No erection. It's like what's wrong. This is not the sexual monster that they wanted mm-hmm. to create. So then they get the idea that somebody must have tampered with their yeah. perfect creation. And who could have done that but D'Alessandro, yeah. they assume, right? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't their fault that they fucked everything up. Right, no, not at all. <laughs> but it's done. So this begins, I guess, like a, is it a comedy of errors? This is the, compi- <laughs> you know, the, the uh, compounding set of circumstances that leads to this, like, I don't know, it's like a big ending where you know everybody's gonna die by the yeah. end of this is it, is movie. it a comedic set piece that they keep talking about how no one can get into the lab but yet everyone can get into the lab the children walk in the <laughs> everyone the, the, the maid walks the maid, in everyone opens a door and just walks in at yeah. a certain point it's like literally everyone for privacy i don't think he did yeah no literally everyone within a mile radius can get into that fucking lab it sure yeah. seems like they all yeah. end up there at some point uh, and there's like more than one way to get in yeah yeah, yeah. there's yeah. like multiple ways to get into this place i guess that's the thing that uh D'Alessandro ends up like kind of befriending or recruiting the kids who are yeah. helping him get around right because the, the kids castle. are like well fuck our father like i'll help you do whatever you want he yeah. doesn't like us but he does get into the laboratory. Oh no! First of all, sorry, the maid gets in. The maid does. Oh yeah. Um, the maid. You may recognize her from Cobra Kai <laughs> as Hawk. She looks exactly uh, like it's Hawk a perfect from Cobra representation. Kai. You could draw the lineage <laughs> down to it. It's pretty un. We should check that out. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's uncanny. Hollywood histories. But Otto attacks her because he's you know uh, he's testing out his 
abilities at this point. Cause, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I don't know. He's because he's trying to. Because like you said, he's never had sex before, and he's been watching everybody and all that stuff. So he no, tries to. Yeah, he's been watching one person. One person. Yes. He's been watching the weird doctor. The one, yeah, the one doctor who's been cutting people open and sticking his hands yeah. into people and all that stuff. So he, he tries. Hasn't watched, this. He hasn't watched actual sex yet. No, he does not know what he's no. doing. No, this is very true. He so, thinks this is what sex is. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So it's a little uh, cuts a little weird, but so does he like slit her open to? Yeah. Okay, I, I, so. I didn't see a knife or anything. It just it's, kinda, like, it's a weird I think cut. They're well, like pulling people open with was, their bands. Yeah, that's it's what weird. it felt like. I was like later on, they suggest that he does it like with his teeth. So oh. I'm wondering if he did that with her. I don't know. I don't know. It's really weird. But she is disemboweled, and yeah, because he doesn't have any blood on him. I don't know what the right. fuck. But the yeah. idea is he's trying to fuck her in the gallbladder. Yes. I assume fails miserably. That is a sentence that was just said on the freak show. That's right. <laughs> Because it's the the flesh for Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. We're going all the way. Uh, <laughs> Fuck her in the gallbladder. And so it skull. kills this poor woman. <gasps> yeah, don't you bring Grease 2 into this. Don't you dare bring I've Grease 2 into I've this. I've done it. I've done it. Mm, you we shut get your three, mouth. 3D guts are dripped through a grate. Uh, oh, yeah. There's that. There's... Oh yeah, they're dripped. Oh yeah, because yeah. you, you like the the bat scene. The bat scene was great because the, the bat yes. scene scared Sean. They, no, the <laughs> bat scene I, I, unexpected because the kids break in to steal a hand. They yeah. just broke in to steal a hand. Sure. And then they're trying to leave through the same way they got in, which is through like well, a back room and everything. Dissecting dolls. Well, I guess so. Yeah. They're moving on in their work. They're, True. Yeah, they're evolving. But then those, <laughs> one of my favorite things, the uh, the bats on a stick where you can, you know, where they just kind of fly in and their their wings are moving. It's the low rent uh, bat effect. But it it's in 3D, so they're coming down from the screen and everywhere else. It was really good. But one of them comes from, it seems like... It Behind come, me. Yeah, it comes from, like, the it audience. Comes, yes, it comes <laughs> from the audience. And I'm like, whoa, was not expecting that. I was looking where they do tricks like that. Yeah, you know, it's like taking advantage of that that uh, space. You know, it's like oh, yeah. it looks like because you remember. Did you see House of Wax? Did we watch that one? Yeah, the Vincent Price one. Yeah, where there's like Charles Bronson at some yes. point like stands up. It looks like from the audience and runs into the screen. Yes, that was a pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, but this is like the same kind of thing. It's like you can yeah. also throw stuff into the screen mm -hmm. in, in 3D. Um, yeah, there was a good um, many years ago in like Universal Studios. They had a birds. Um, attraction that was in 3D. So it kind of felt like this, where you'd have all the birds flying around in, in Hitchcock's thing, flying at your face. Kind of the same thing. Nice. That's if you're going to do it, take advantage of it, damn it. Do a movie yeah, in 3D. Do it, do yeah. it right. Um, so uh, the um, the wife, the sister wife, wife right. sister? Wife sister. Yep. yep. Right. Um, she ends up like escalating her perversions right Wait. right because the she's farm boy comes in and is like like talking down to her and she gets mm. pissed because she's you know i'm upper crust i'm above you farm boy yeah but he's like this fucking place is crazy yeah, and like he's killing people yeah. slaughterhouse i'm getting out of here and so yeah so he's he's on his way out so she needs a new yeah. a new toy right yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who's it gonna be well, obviously the gay character. Yes. Why wouldn't it be? Yes, they make an agreement between the Baron and his wife. That yeah. What does he want to know? Who, who went? Yeah, who, who got who, into the laboratory? Who tampered with my bodies? And she's like, "Well, I assume it was Brooklyn, and he's probably in there right now." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "But what are you going to give me for telling you?" And then she wants. She wants. She's <laughs> like, "Will they listen to me?" And she's like, "Only if I tell them." That was more Arnold Schwarzenegger than A anything else. Bit, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm going more Austrian. But and then, uh, so they make a deal. Just like, all right, you tell me. And then 
I'll make him uh, well, I be your servant. The, the Baron assumes that this is going to basically uh, teach the monster how to have sex, right? And for the sister... If anyone can teach him, it's my sister wife, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. My wife's sister. God damn it. Don't she can teach. Them, huh? I know. Wait, Sorry, this, Mormons. Sorry. Is this also going to happen in Young, Young Frankenstein with the Terry Gark character? Okay. No. Anyway. All right. So Leave that out of okay. this. Um, so the monster uh, kills her. He does, yeah, because she's... in. She brings him to bed, but then... Because her purpose is that she wants him to do whatever she tells him to do. So this feels like she's going to train uh, train a sex slave to be exactly what she wants them to be. But <laughs> as we notice, this seems a little it's, awkward because you got to tell that thing it's really every weird. single thing okay. to do. Okay, you know, do you ever, like, you know the exercise I think they teach this, like, management like, schools and stuff where they're like, okay, teach, teach me how to, walk me through how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And you have to start out saying, like, okay, Use your right hand to pick yeah, up that yeah, loaf of bread. Yeah. Oh. Open the twist. You have to like give him very specific instructions. Oh. And that is what she's doing for this yes. sex scene. And it yeah. is so goddamn uncomfortable. It is. <laughs> it is. And I mean, he is a, uh, uh, a laboratory creation, so he gets confused. And when she says, hold me tight, hold me tight, he squeezes the light. And cracks her And cracks spine. her, yeah. yes. But did he get confused? Because no, I get no, the impression that there is still, the guy is still in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he hates the situation. That he, he wants to in. die, as we learn later. He tells yeah. his friend when uh, his friend comes in, you know, it's like, I'm going to get you out of here. And he's like, no, I should be dead. I'm more like them than I am like you yes. and this whole thing. Uh, but it does seem like he knows who is responsible, mm-hmm. you know, and so he's going to kill them. Yeah. Uh, and so he kills the, the wife sister. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then Otto left alone with uh, they capture uh, the, the friend, Alessandro. Brooklyn. They, yeah. They, Brooklyn. They hook him up, uh, whatever. So he's dangling over the set. And this, <laughs> I imagine they just left him there. For yeah, it feels longer. like it. Doesn't it? For a day, you know, as they were shooting this. And he's all very calm about it. His arms must have hurt like hell. Yeah. Right. Man. And Otto has this warped perspective that i've been watching people i know the sex (laughs) i know how it's done i'll show you and he proceeds to show what he thinks is sex on the female monster which is they they do a fake out where he's like oh he's he because there's the the shot where he goes down below screen on her but then he it's a cut to licking her giant staple wound where she's right. been put together very uh, well i was gonna say sexily but it's not sexy at all no, but just yeah. no, no, no. a lot of tongue in it a lot right. of wild tongue um on a scar right yeah. and then he's just like and then he goes with the uh, uh fucking the gallbladder right. and he reaches into her and he pulls her open and her guts fall out and he kills her yeah well, and so she's well, on the yeah. floor. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <Molly>. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Well, yeah. Yeah, because uh, well, that, that put me in mind of there's a scene that we uh, skipped the over. Armpit? Yeah. Yep. The oh, yeah. I was just thinking that we skipped over it. Yeah. Where Brooklyn is in bed with the um, wife's sister. And yes. I don't know, like, what. Because, you know, you're sitting there going, like, these people don't know how to have sex. But I get that it's. <laughs> No comment. They were exploring all areas of sex. Yeah. (laughs) There's different ends of the spectrum. I was like, do they not know, or is there something we don't know? I think something we don't know. It's like, this is on the outer limits. Because earlier at the brothel, she was working his knee like you wouldn't believe. That's very true. And that's not something I've ever (laughs) seen or heard of, or experienced, or or tried. 
Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe a knee thing. Uh, sure. should we, okay, right. but should we be learning sexual <laughs> things from this movie? No. no. That's the key to it. Okay, so we're going right. to dismiss all so that. So later on when she is literally like assaulting his armpit <laughs> and there are... That's basically a sound clip from the movie. Yeah. 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 For five the sound minutes. editor had a lot of fun, I think, with that scene. <laughs> like, yeah. it was like a half second away from her giving him a raspberry, right? Yeah. It kind like, of felt like it. It was real close. Oh, it's it like too much tongue Because I'm like, yeah. why in the fuck? I mean, obviously, it's like, but I wonder, you know, when, so when they, How did when he they keep a straight face. When, I don't because. Know. I don't He's think they, not that ticklish. sound is put in after the fact, yeah. right? This is a right, joke still, that was created but her, but her, in the editing room. Uh, but her vigorousness in doing it but was still, also like, had to be part of it. I wonder if that was because like they put them in this weird, uncomfortable position. Yeah, which they're not is 69ing. Like, they're about 33ing, it yeah. feels like. <laughs> in order to compose this <laughs> shot no, for the, the, the camera and protect like certain body parts, yes. it's like a weird... Certain body parts, we just saw full frontal. I know, I mean, that's why yeah, we, we saw... He walked into that scene. Yeah, like he walks in he's full frontal and we've already seen her so who are they hiding but this but uh, that's what i'm saying the 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 positioning i assume was to do something so you're not just flopped out on also get them both towards the camera because he's supposed to be aroused and they can't show that maybe and he's or she's like in a weird position where yeah the only thing that she has access to is like his armpit and so she's but we see you know, she's tonguing his armpit at some uh, point and like the, so the sound editors when they see this scene later they're like this would be a good joke yeah and they put these slurping sounds yeah. on it and it goes on for so long because he's having a conversation with her yeah it's yeah. an acting scene yeah <laughs> yeah this would yeah let's see if these two have chemistry together this would be a great uh, uh audition scene yeah it's oh great God. Or it's, it's not. It's some. It's it there. Is, it is it's, on. It's it crazy. Is something I have not seen before. <laughs> in and likely will never see again. Mm. Indeed. Um. But anyway. Uh. So. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, sister wife is dead. What wife sister? Wife sister's dead. Uh. Frankenstein freaks yeah. out on Otto. Right. Strangles him. Yeah. To death. Female Frankenstein's dead. Right. Frankenstein comes. Uh. The doctor comes back and sees right. that Otto is killed and strangles him to death, which right. we get a nice three D shot of. Auto's his open tongue, mouth. right? You know, his cool. entire yeah. top of his yeah. mouth. So now yeah. we've got Doctor, Mitt. and they all fall yeah. down on each other in a pile, like dominoes. Yeah, as they get killed. Right. So now we've got Doctor, we've got male creature, and we've got Brooklyn. Yeah. Yes, and the Doctor is and Brooklyn's still tied up. Brooklyn's still yeah. tied up, and the Doctor turns to the other monsters, like kill him, because he's still trying to order him around right. and everything, but he won't. Yeah, and instead he ends up taking the Doctor's arm off. Or his hand, his hand. Oh, his hand. He yeah, slams he his hand on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second, I think, bloodiest scene in this, because he bleeds a lot. Because it's too. just oh, yeah. all over the place. And He's trying to reattach his hand. I kept thinking of that scene that Austin Powers, Mike Myers doing that. Oh, ah, ah, from the, you know, like when he was faking his hand was off. He's <laughs> like, ah, ah, ooh. And, uh, oh no! That, no, that was from uh, "So I Married an Axe Murder." Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was yeah. like, I missed that part. Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Like, so no, I married yeah. an axe murder. Yeah. <laughs> yes, with the little hammer, whatever it was. Yeah, in the butcher shop. In the butcher shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so this gives Udo Kier a moment to like, uh, you know, I mean, like, I, I enjoy these performances. But he wasn't <laughs> just doing that. Like, he goes on to to begin a monologue. Well, because he and gets, he throws his hand. It's like, you fucker! <laughs> it's all your fault! Yes! Yeah. Uh, the height of hysteria, and then the yeah. monster impales him. With a spear? 
which brings, I think, his gallbladder. It has to be his gallbladder. Into okay. Into the audience. They clearly don't realize how small gallbladders are. <laughs> because that was the size of a liver. Could have been his liver. Could have been, yeah. Okay. We don't know. I was like, I hope it, they didn't. I hope they weren't trying to say it was a gallbladder. His gallbladders are literally like this. How big. We're dare saying they? thematically, really tiny. it should have been a gallbladder. Thematically, it could have yes. been okay. a liver. Which is now on the edge of a spear, yep. which is in your face, you know. But as, it's in your face, and then as, but then he monologues yeah. for, for a long five time. Five more minutes. As he's doing it, it's the way they're shooting it, it's like, straight on, but he, it's moving. Like, the end of the sphere is what's in your face, but it's moving around as he's right. monologuing. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and... And finally, he croaks, and then we're like, in position, yeah, on his knees, yeah. Yeah. on his knees, yeah. with the spear coming out of him. And so the monster then uh, is like, well, you know, because uh, uh, Brooklyn's yeah. like, "Get me down," you know, well, I can get you out of here. Yeah, we he's can... like, "What are you going to do if I get you down?" He's like, "I'm going to take you to a real doctor. We're going to fix you. We're going to make this better." And he's like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's the other going on in this movie. Nah, so he, he's like, I'm more he, good in there. I don't belong here. He uh, unguts himself. Yeah, which, uh, there's got to be a t- technical yeah. term for that. I mean, yeah, we get a close up of like all of his guts falling out. Yep. yep. Um, and he's he, down on the pile. So now we're like, yeah, well, Brooklyn's fuck. just hanging there. Yeah, he's screwed. Yeah. Are they, all, all the characters gone. But thank God the kids. Oh wait, are- no, no, we forgot about the children. Oh, the children, the, the children future are still alive. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And so we're like, okay, well, the kids are going to come down because obviously they're friendly because yeah, uh, they helped him. Yeah. Yeah. But it turns out that, uh, see, it's like, is it passed along insanity? Is it, I think it's more a critique just on, uh, you know, what uh, you what witness. Kids pick up. Yeah, oh, what, yeah. You know, the insular kind of world that, right. you know, yes, of this the is family. all that yeah. they know. Yeah. And so why not continue? Yeah, the on world conditions that? you, like you become what, yes. what surrounds you. So yeah. they both yeah. walk in. Both pick up scalpels and then proceed to crank him higher up on the thing that he's hanging from. Yeah. And well, because that would tie in with the first shot of the right. movie yes. where they were working on the, they were working the together. stuffed animal. Yep. The now dolls, they're going to yeah. work on an actual guy. Yep. So right. it's like, it's fucking bleak. <laughs> fucking bleak. Yeah. Children. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, yeah. And then just end and, 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 and get the fuck up. Yeah. And yeah. all right. There it is. Fletcher well, Frankenstein. All right. Well, that means I guess we'll go around the table and tell you whether or not we recommend that you watch Flesh for Frankenstein. But before we do that, we're going to have to read some of your mail and to do that. We're going to have to summon our mailman and his name, ironically enough, is Igor. Hey. Bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Why, thank you, Igor. Igor would like you to know that um, all characters in this movie are not based on real people. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna ask, how do you think he feels about this? He movie? is not a fan of the way he is portrayed in this movie. Right? It has nothing to do with him. And he would like you to know that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good, good news from Igor. He did uh, not sign off on this movie? No, he did not. Break. Okay. We should probably let you good folks at home know how you can also contribute to this part, portion of our show by uh, following along on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Or Twitter. At Sat Freak Show. You can email us. Saturday Night Freak Show Yahoo.com. Or you can follow along on Instagram at Saturday Night Freak Show. About tonight's movie, Adam Kaler writes in and says... 
that Flesh for Frankenstein is a movie for all the gallbladder enthusiasts <laughs> in all of us. I may needed to have washed my eyes out for five minutes after watching it. Baron Frankenstein must have watched Dead Alive to get an idea of two zombies being able to pr- produce offspring, and the dude needs to dream higher. <laughs> uh, Michael Whitaker writes in, he says, I'm reading the description of this movie, and all I have to say is, <laughs> but he also said Udo Kier is Patrick Bateman and Andy Warhol's American Psycho. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Peter Gett says, I get the feeling the Saturday Night Freak Show crew won't like this one as I think it's too outside the box for their combined taste, but I'm happy to be proven wrong. We shall see. Yep. Owen Johnson says, the blood of these whores is killing me. And then he says, wait, that's the wrong Udo Kier, Paul uh, Morrissey film. That's blood Dracula. for Dracula. Yeah. Uh, and he says, oh, by the way, about Looper, I remember uh, the trailer for it had dubstep in it, it back did. in the dubstep boom of 2012. <laughs> it did. I like that trailer, though. Uh, action dude about Flesh for Frankenstein said, uh, it sounds like something I would watch if for no other reason than to completely kick the shit out of the worst ogre of all, the one named Boredom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, okay. That was- so- that was tedious, I, I, think we're, I think we're still walking that joke. Uh. <laughs> Dumb is D-U-M-B. Uh, about uh, last week's movie, which was Looper, uh, Chris Huddleston writes he in heads. and says, this has to be Bruce's last great movie, right? Before he I started doing so. all the direct uh, Redbox or whatever stuff. I was thinking about that today, that unless I'm sure maybe somebody can point out something they like, but I think this might be like Bruce Willis's last really good performance. You, gotta, so you guys haven't seen Death Wish. It is like a major sure. Hollywood movie. I, I think that's the last one. Okay. I'm like, I'll this one it. was like, I mean, before that, I'm like, what What else you got? I'd have to go look at his Yeah, I'd have to go look through yeah. yeah. One was surrogates. Oh, fuck that movie. Okay. I, yeah. uh, tired Silver <laughs> saw that writes in and says about Looper, he says, it's a girl talking about Looper. That's got to be a first. Michaela, you are officially my YouTube wife. I'm- then he says, I told everybody about it. No one will watch it. Laugh out loud. The movie made its rounds in the silver stacking community. As we all believe, silver will be the first commodity to be wiped off the face of the earth. Therefore, the price will be per ounce will be tremendously high. Fingers crossed. Oh, that sounds like a uh, tired silver is the name. Right. It's username. Oh, ah, okay. There you go. I mean, I'm a girl. I like looper. You, you, know, you, yeah. didn't, bring, you like, didn't bring looper, though. I didn't bring looper. That's she correct. likes looper. I mean, but she yeah. likes looper. I think, I, a lot of, I think a lot of different people like looper. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we posted a image of jgl and mm-hmm. bruce oh, willis yeah. sitting across from themselves right. said what would you say to your younger self sure sean rogers says it won't really make you go blind <laughs> <laughs> not, that doesn't sound like there's like i lost a little bit of my sight but i'm not blind that's what that sounds like it's saying like i can't see the signs in my you know around my neighborhood anymore but you'll be fine <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Uh, Kryptonian Orphan says, empty out your 401k, take the cash, find Elon Musk, invest in Tesla, and come back to the future a billionaire. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... If there that's were no fun. more pressing matters, like Rainmakers and Loopers and right. Death and all that stuff, then yes, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Well, the B-Movie Vault says uh, his advice to his younger self would be, drink better tequila. I mean, always find good tequila. And Don't drink that. Tall Hayden says, uh, diet and exercise, and then I go all back to the future, too, and tell them sporting results so I could make a fortune. There, there you go. go. Yeah. 
Without Warning was the movie we watched before that. Uh, Brett Williams, our science correspondent, says uh, that I don't really have a science report, but a science fiction report. I was watching Misfits of Science on NBC on Friday nights, just like Colin did back in 85 or 86, along with Knight Rider and then Miami uh. Vice right after. The 80s were littered with science fiction <laughs> and fantasy shows that lasted one season. Mm. Uh, there was Something Is Out There, Alien Nation, Isaac Asimov's yep. Probe, Auto Man. I remember Auto Man. Hmm. I remember Alien Nation. I remember Alien movie. Nation, yeah. Manimal. With Simon oh, I remember Manimal. He turned into the Panther. Uh, the Highwayman. Where he was driving the invisible truck, uh, Voyagers. We've been trying to get Manimal for our network. Because <laughs> it's Because it's Manimal. Uh, v, the series, Otherworld, the Phoenix, Werewolf, Wizards, and Warriors. That was a TV movie, though, on Others Network. Primetime sci-fi and fantasy didn't finally reach its golden age until the X-Files and the 90s oh, ushered yeah. it in. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Seth Rogen going to make a Manimal movie, but I, it was going to be I a thought, joke? Yeah. I thought he was. I thought so. Yeah. With that... <laughs> Well, that warning was so memorable. As soon as you said that, I was like, I don't think I was here for that one. I brought that one. <laughs> <laughs> Good well, wow. Woo! Travis Legler. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But Travis Legler is going to clear up some confusion about uh -oh. the movie. Okay. So he's saying, is Jack's last name pronounced Palance or Palance? I've always said it was Pal Palance. That being said, my friends used to play this fun game of taking audio quotes of actors and playing them in other movies, and I think we would use a lot of Jack's lines from City Slickers and Batman and maybe even Cops and Robertsons, play them over actual lines in the movie, and have fun. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Well, Brett, or uh, Travis, I looked it up. It is Palance. It is yeah. Palance. Yeah, it's Palance. Palance. It's okay. easier to say Jack Palance, because it flows off the tongue. Belly, yeah, because there's Palance. a Lance in there. Yeah, I've always like said Palance. Palance. You were right. And then right. every time we talk about it, I think I'm wrong. So I'm just like, oh, I guess it's planned. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I never. Stuck in my head. Right. Yeah, I can never figure it out and commit to one. Never second guess yourself, kids. That's ever. Right. <laughs> Palance. Okay, I got it. I'm going to have it from now Palance. on. Uh, now, Nelson Nascimento says, is it just me or does the alien appear to be some outer limits influence or does there appear, appear to be some outer limits influence on this design? I would say yes. Because yeah, I Googled I agree. the images right after you mentioned that. I was just like. You know what? Yep. You've got a yeah, point. Yep. For sure. Does look like it. And uh, Jacob Laws believes that the little alien uh, discus things look like one of the Langoliers. That's from Stephen King's oh, I don't know what a Langolier looks like. I don't know what that looks like. I've either. heard of the Langoliers forever, yeah. but I don't yeah, know what they, they look like. Yeah, they like they eat time or space oh, or something like that. And they, they do actually kind of look like it was a movie. Uh, Jimmy Smith was in it. It was like a TV movie. It was movie, a TV movie, movie right? Yeah. Yeah. Because nothing says star power like Jimmy, Jimmy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had success with it, and they're like, what else can we do? And Langoliers, I think, <laughs> right. the next one up. All right. Well, again, thank you all each individually, mm -hmm. sincerely for writing in. We yes, really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you very much. My favorite part. Yeah. Well, now we're going to go to your second favorite part. Mm, sure. We're going to go around the table and tell you what we thought of tonight's movie, starting with me. <laughs> oh, big stretch. All right. That's um, what I say to my cat. Well, big stretch. I know. Big, big stretch. Oh, big stretch. That's what I had right now. Um. Wow. Uh, uh, Paul Morrissey, Frankenstein 3D, Flesh of Frankenstein. I had a fucking blast watching this movie tonight. Um, I mean, I've seen this cover of this movie forever. Um, I did not know about this movie, and I, I, I laughed at it. It is, um, I mean, it's everything we said tonight. Uh, I had a really good time. There are some moments where you're just like, 
the mixture of of blood and nudity is not my favorite thing in the world. Yep. And it does happen a little bit in this movie, which is uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, it's un- it's off putting, it's a little uncomfortable. But the rest of this I think is great. Uh, there's great moments. I love the uh, over the top acting. Udo Kier is doing fantastic work in this. It is an over the top trippy ass movie. Um it's it's crazy, but I can't. The energy of this movie, I think, is really great. I think Udo Kier is really bringing it. Um, yeah, everyone's doing great in this. I was never bored by it. The energy kept me going through it. I had a lot. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Can you say you had a lot of fun with this movie? I Does feel that like say something I about feel, you, right? I feel like if I admit how much actual fun I had with this movie, people might look at me weird. But I had a fucking lot of fun with this movie. The humor of this movie is the humor that. It it got me. It it really made me laugh, even in the smaller, quieter moments of it. Um, yeah, I think you should watch this. This movie is great. Uh, again, I don't know what this says about me, but this is a really fucking good movie. <laughs> I want to watch it again. I want to watch Blood for Dracula. Um, yeah, because if it's anywhere near this, like I think I'm gonna have a good time. Um, yeah, you should all watch it. This was good, Holly. I'm surprised. Like it was. I had a real fun time tonight. <laughs> um, it's funny that you say like I, I don't know what that says about yeah. me because halfway through this movie i was like going in my own like headspace thinking if the people in my life like saw this movie and they were, and they knew that this is the kind of shit that i watch for my podcast <laughs> like what what would they think uh, that's what i always wonder because it feels like we're in a little like sometimes in a little bubble outside yeah. of uh, all you dear people who write in and talk to us and everything yeah. it kind of feels like from our regular lives this kind of feels like a bubble sometimes mm. and if people looked into this bubble they'd be like are you are you okay like no like it's a it's like a legitimate <laughs> thing i was thinking about this the other day i was talking to my friend Forrest, and he was just like I like movies with a happy ending. I don't like sad movies. And I just stared at him. And I'm like, if you only knew what I watched for a hobby. If you only knew what we've seen. Like, if you only knew, like, your poor little head. Like, you, don't, you couldn't handle it. I want, yeah, I want to, like, normal people, like, yeah. show them some of this stuff and be like, maybe yeah. there's something wrong with us. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> probably is, but. Like, like, this movie made me question, like, everything about what we do what on the weekend. We're just like, what are my tastes in life? I was like, like what am I doing? What is this? Where are we right now? But in a good way, right? I don't know. So <laughs> as long as, uh, hey, as long as the journey's ongoing, that's fine. <laughs> this is a gross movie. You know? It's really gross. It combines things that shouldn't be combined. And I understand that that's kind of, like, draw. what they did this was like an experimental kind of time for art um you know film was no exception they 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 were all trying things and they're like how far can we push the envelope how gross can we be how taboo can we be how can we take a well-known story and just make it even more fucked up than it already was? Because it's kind of a crazy story anyway. Yeah, that we kind and, of just accept at this point because, like, everyone right. knows Frankenstein. Like, everyone's like... And you think about it, like, yeah. that's fucked up. Like, no, seriously, like, Frankenstein is, yeah. like, it's classic literature at this yeah. point. It is, you know, it's it's Hollywood royalty at this point. And Basically, the, yeah. And yet, it is a fucked up story. And Andy <laughs> and the people surrounding Andy Warhol were just like, how can we make it even more fucked up? <laughs> well, he should fuck his sister. Yeah. They should have kids. They should, should fuck a gallbladder. Like, it's just bonkers it yeah. is i am not sure it's what we just watched movie. it is fucking crazy oh uh, i'm really not sure how i feel about it like because watching it i was like i hate it but it's kind of entertaining and i i'm not sure like i'm i'm really torn because i hated it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but also 
also like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think I found the perfect review on our bag of beer nuts right here. A crazy crowd pleasing mix of original nuts. I mean, no, that's it. Like, that's thank, perfect. Thank you, beer nuts. That's that's what it is. Um, I really hate three D, and Colin knows this. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Not like yeah, me. how'd that go over for you? I this really kinda, hate three D. This is kind of stacked against Holly a little bit. I think. yeah, like. I really don't like 3D. I, I find it very distracting. It's it, like I was, I've watched 3D before where it makes me feel like motion sick, but an older one like this where it's more like stabilized, um, it didn't make me feel sick. So that wasn't an issue. I just don't like it. I find it distracting. Um, also, I was wearing glasses over glasses, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, that always um, sucks. Man, fuck. <laughs> I, th- I think for our, for our audience who's in the same wheelhouse that we're in, if they've never seen this type of movie, then I think they should experience it. Um, I agree. Ah, <laughs> it's fucking weird, man. It's gonna stick with you. <laughs> I no, like I'm not gonna. I mean, I forgot my own pick from a couple weeks ago, but right. I'm not gonna forget this I'm gonna one. Forget this one. Okay. <laughs> so I at least got to give you that. It's it did things that I've never seen before. It's really gross. I'm never watching this again. I will say that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm going to watch this. I'm never watching this again. (laughs) This this is messed up. Um, yeah, for our listeners, if you, if, if anything we have said sounds appealing to you, then you should watch it. If it doesn't, then you shouldn't. I don't know where that leaves me. (laughs) I mean, right? Like that's, that's, that's my recommendation. Like I I can't. Sometimes you just need to continue figuring out your feelings for a movie beyond our night on the podcast. Like I feel like this is when I talk to my therapist, like it's never over. It's just like, (laughs) it's an ongoing, it's it's ongoing. The story continues. It's a constant. This movie is a constant and I can't say one way or the other. So if, like I said, if you like what you heard, you should watch it. If you are horrified what you heard, you probably should skip it. And that's all I got. Colin. <laughs> there it is. Well, I mean, I guess that in some ways this did exactly what I, I like that there's a polarized, yeah. polarized kind of response to it. Cause I was just kind of curious, you know, it, it seems, and I know I, you know, when I'm on this podcast and I'm dogging on some movies, it, you know, it's like, you need to have like a reference point, I guess, from where my state of thinking is. Right. And I'm like, everything plays it safe in my mind when you you go like okay let's go it's clarifying let's show you you know like where (laughs) the edges are (laughs) right how far can you push holly yeah and And where the edges have been sewn together (laughs) and so i um i mean did you did you think about it like okay it's 3d holly hates 3d holly doesn't have a gallbladder that's gonna trigger her <laughs> like did you think about these things well yeah i mean yeah I mean, those are always I mean, the first two things i think about when i'm trying to pick a movie yeah holly's gallbladder yeah. and 3d yeah. but everything about I wonder this where movie, my gallbladder is now i was i was kind of <laughs> curious how it was gonna go over because it was like i'm like this one is gonna be like just it's gonna strike people in you know you're gonna have gonna some kind sure. of reaction to it good or bad um i guess it's extreme but there's a lot of quality on on display here it has like this really great i think score classical score the music is great i because it goes it's not funny no it goes weird you don't think so like Like scientific movie yeah you don't you don't think that it was like i mean there were moments that i really thought they were going to start singing Oh, uh, with like the yeah. there was a music box moment, or just like yeah. Like I really thought that I, Dr- I felt it. Too, I really thought that, Dr. Like, Frankenstein like, was oh? going to break into song, okay. and I was like, that but seems no, like if- a comedic choice. No, I guess uh, maybe I I I, I know I, I know the, com- the scene you're talking about, yeah. but yeah, uh, it- the comedy really didn't work for me on this, by the way. Oh. So <laughs> I uh, that's another thing. 
I always complain, right, about about comedy movies. Yeah, they right. they usually just don't work on me because I see like the setup and right. the mugging for the camera and the eventual punchline. It's like I can see it coming, so it doesn't surprise me. And I think that's you know in comedy, I need to be surprised in some way. But this to me is my type of comedy. Like I thought this fucking movie was hilarious. This is hysterical. Yeah, uh, <laughs> where it's just not- like <laughs> no, this movie's hysterical. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, like, there's a lot of just stuff where, and maybe just, it you is. remember the scene when they were just like, <laughs> yeah, no, the eye, the eye acting is great in this. I'll give you that. Yeah, but eye it's all it's great. all aimed at like it's uh you know what would you call it yeah, arch I guess yeah. or like it's it's over the top you know where you can tell they're having a lot of fun doing the stuff that the, and Udo Kier is. I don't like, know if everyone was having fun during this movie. I don't know how that female monster no. felt during this movie. They all I, must have been very cold. Oh, I I can't imagine she had a good time with this movie. Yeah, because like wonder. in Italy, it uh, I do in, wonder. And I always hear that because it was shot in Cinecitta or whatever, and I always hear that that's a cold place. Mm-hmm. Uh, a castle in the cold is not good. Yeah, um, she was, I think, a model. Uh, she has they gone on to are, do yeah. like other, yeah, you know, nude model, right, or something like that. And she has gone on to do other things. And I don't know if on the special features they interviewed her or not, like for her participation in this movie. Um, they, I think they went and got everybody that they possibly could have remembered uh, doing it. And uh, oh yeah, got to bring up uh, Antonio Margheriti. Margarete. There it is. Uh, we've talked about him before, uh, no numerous times, but specifically on our what was the movie that he did? Your Hunter from the, uh, from the Future yeah. and uh, the Green Slime, right? I think mm-hmm. it was. Uh, or no, he had he had either done that one or like the film series that Gamma Three or whatever that it was part of. Okay. But anyway, and, and and Quentin Tarantino used his name in the. Yeah. So apparently, <laughs> in Italy. Um, they used his name as the director on the posters. Like really? they said it was an Antonio Margaretti movie and, and didn't give it credit to Paul Morrissey. Like Paul wow. Morrissey complains that so, Andy uh, Warhol was like absent from this movie. And he hated the fact that like it was Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. Like, I hated it. So he's like, Andy Warhol didn't have anything to do with the movie. And uh, Carlo Rimbaldi, who was the effects guy who designed uh, E.T., and uh, he also did the King Kong, the Rick, uh, the Rick Baker, okay. King Kong uh, 76 uh, and Possession, which we all love. <laughs> uh, he did the, the, the gore effects in this. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it feels like it's like a classically, you know, shot movie that I guess the only thing that kind of betrays its shooting schedule or budget is the fact that they're shooting mostly on the same sets. Mm. Um, but the scale of the sets, you know, the production design is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the, the photography, especially when you, you see it in 3d is like, it's great. Um, the performances are all over the map, you know, well, yeah. based on the skill of the, Hey, we're just going to get these people in here. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of entertainment value for me in, in a movie like this. And again, like I said, I don't know what that uh, says about me, but I, it doesn't, I, it's like I recognize it's gross, but it yeah. doesn't gross me out It because it's so over the top. I think that's what helps. Like, if you see something serious that's gross, it reads different. Like, I'm not so much of a fan of that yeah, kind of stuff. There but, was like, a- if it's, like, over gross, you know, I mean, we're talking gross, like, not so much a gore, although that is that. But just, like, the subject matter is gross. Yes. It's like, you know... um, 
it's somehow easier to take and i i like it more when it's uh absurd you know so there you go that's uh mm-hmm. absurd. and uh yeah i mean it'll stick with you um it'll to stick my with taste, you it'll stick on you it's gonna <laughs> yeah. to my taste blood of dracula is not as good but okay. uh, you know again you hear various opinions or people who prefer that one to this one um you know obviously the companion pieces they were filmed together they have mostly the same cast and you know uh, so you should basically, uh, I, I, I would recommend that you check that one out as well. Uh, but I would recommend uh, Flesh for Frankenstein, a.k.a. Andy Warhol's Frankenstein 3D. Mm. 3D's great. Get, it's great, Holly. It's, it's great. Not, it's fucking it's, shit comes off the goddamn right. screen, it's smacks you in the face with livers and no. all sorts of fluids. and Yeah. No, did nothing for me. I really <laughs> wonder what Michaela would think about this movie. I know she missed out. God she, damn it. She might actually have uh, yeah, dug this crazy I'm, I'm all for rewatching it with her, Colin. <laughs> it's on shutter. We'll give her a pair of 3D glasses and she can watch the red and blue one. Right <laughs> all right. So uh, that was uh, two, four, one against and one absent, abstained, mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absentia, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, next week we are watching a movie that's chosen by. Sean, what are we watching next week? We will be watching the movie May. May? May. I have that one. Angela Bettis. In oh. May. Yeah. May. Okay. okay. So it's about that time, right? Because we're, that's 20 years. Right? Is it? Oh, yeah, is was it 20? That, was that 2002? No. I think it was later than that. May? Yeah. We'll I, I, I'm not, I wasn't sure of the year, but we'll find out. We'll okay. find out. All right. So it's time that one gets a kind of a revisit, I right? I think so. Yeah. All right. So we're going to watch May. Lucky McKee's May with Angela Bettis next week on Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.